Hello and welcome to episode 521 of the Cast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Thinking Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rock Arts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday indeed. Yo, on this episode, uh, we've got a little bit of Leakcast news, uh, a small amount of new news that we'll talk about. We've got an ad read brought to you by Manscaped once again. Uh, Aiden's going to talk to us about um, throwing up Top Enchanter. <laughs> Um, we'll, uh, we'll discuss that for a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about uh, competitive league and then round table and close it out with a couple of emails. But before we do that, Aiden, how was your week? My week was good. I played league of legends guys. Poggers. Yeah. Cause last week I think I played zero is from what I remember from my week. Um, <laughs> not very much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this week I played a couple decay games, um, which I went one in one, some up points. I'm now at 92 LP D1. Uh, which is kind of the dream. The dream actually next it is win, uh, sorry, lose, win again. So then I'm at like 98 or something, which is kind of <laughs> crazy. Um, other than that, though, I played a fair bit on my 80 carry only account, and I am a Ooh. negative win rate gold four player on my 80 carry account, but I love every bit of it. Um, hmm. I'm actually like positive win rate if you factor out the games where I play top 80 carries because uh, I get auto filled. Um, but I, I fucking love playing on my AD carry account, man. It, it is such a fucking fun role to play. I love the fact that like in this, <laughs> it sounds like I'm fucking being sarcastic. I love the fact that you have so much power scaling up throughout the game, but if you fuck up ever, you lose it all. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it feels very, um, I, I will say like very roguelike esque. Yeah. Like I, where, where you're like gathering this power mm-hmm. and then you fuck up one time and that's it. The game, your game runs and it's done. And it's just done. But my favorite <laughs> type of like uh, characters in like roguelike games that have like a shitload of characters are always the characters that have access to like super strong abilities, but like die from one hit. Like in um, oh, interesting. Binding of Isaac, if either of you guys played that, I my favorite character is the Lost who has an ability mm. where uh, they have zero health. They can't gain any health, but they get one free hit per room that they can get hit. So if you get hit twice, you die no matter where oh you are in the God. game. Um, and it's like she has, they have all these cool powers and they're really, really strong. But like if you fuck mm-hmm. up ever, your run's over. Uh, hmm. and I feel like that's kind of what AD carry feels like to me. It's so much fun, though. Yeah, it's it's wild because like the the dynamic change between Tom Kench and that yeah, is for massive. Sure. <laughs> where like Tom Kench endless times. Yeah, right. Like if you if you get a little ahead, you can drool on your keyboard, have it short circuit, unplug your <laughs> mouse, and still win the team fight. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's wild. And I mean, I, I I experience all fucking sides of it because I play every fucking character. But like when you're ahead on Zach. You can do whatever you want, and it just doesn't matter at all. Or it's right when you're out, you're on AD carry. It's like cool. I'm ten and zero, still lost to the zero four Riven top because I didn't play it right. Yeah, I did have the craziest game of my life last night before I injured my neck. Um, uh, I, you injured your neck? Okay. Yeah, I fucking like pulled a nerve in my neck, and I can't move my head. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I played this game where I played AD carry. We had a champion select, and we have a Scarl 
we have a sorry a cled only smurf on our team who only wants to play cled but their support oh right so they go can i have top our top laner goes no i'm not you're not having top top's the only role i used to play when i played this game five years ago but i haven't played since five years and this is my third game back. <laughs> um <laughs> so our cled only player plays zoe support and i made a carry uh and as i go just fucking don't come to lane please god uh so he plays uh river zoe uh <laughs> <laughs> he like never came okay. to so i'm 2v winning bottom as kogma by the way because i picked kogma before he locks in zoe Jesus. Uh, versus zareth oh misfortune um so i'm kind of getting oh, i'm getting my my dick kicked in a little bit yeah but, mm-hmm. so as as you heard uh, our other uh protagonist of the story is our top laner uh his name i'm eric cartman um who is a <laughs> wukong player who hasn't played in five years he's doing his best he's laning versus someone else who hasn't played in three years um a victor top the victor top though three years ago was grandmaster <laughs> um and he peaked challenger apparently um <laughs> so i'm getting my dick kicked in uh, bottom our top's getting his dick kicked in top we have a fucking river zoe <laughs> um just the game's going to shit right but my favorite thing is so everyone's like mad at each other because we're kind of in smurf queue kind of not um mm-hmm. I'm laning 2v1 just getting dove on repeat, and at one point, this is 5 minutes into the game, I have 25 CS, which is pretty good, I think, for 5 minutes uh, in a 2v1 lane. The Misfortune has 50, so she has doubled my CS, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our top laner has 5. Oh my god. <laughs> so I go, lol, I have 5x your CS, and he loses his mind, dude. The entire <laughs> game, he's going... I don't play this game all the time like you, you fat virgin. Link me your Instagram. I bet you weigh 200 pounds. I want to see those love handles. He's he's losing his Jesus mind. He doesn't Christ. stop for the entire game asking me for my Instagram because he wants to see how much of a fat virgin I am. And that's the only reason why I'm, I went 3-6 in the game compared to his 0-8. <laughs> and all because I'm, I just said, I just thought it was funny that I'm in a 2v1 lane getting dove bottom and I have 5x's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was just, what a nightmare of a game, though. It was, it was fucking... It was, it was one for the, the memory books, dude. It was yeah. sick. I know we're, we're going to talk about Enchanter Top, but I, I saw in the Discord, right, you had, like, a on your main, like, a high master tier top laner in a 1v0 lane hitting shit CS. <laughs> uh, it was a challenger player, by the <laughs> yeah. way. 573 points. <laughs> yeah, he was challenger 500. He was the only challenger player in the game. There was a bunch of grandmaster players, though. He's playing a 1-0 yeah, yeah, lane. Yeah. He's averaging, like, 6 CS a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, the only thing I could say is that maybe he was, like... I think he was hard ...sacrificing last hits for the yeah, for the sake of pushing faster. Yeah. Because, uh, right, like, I, I think that's something that I'm really bad about is my last hitting efficiency goes way down if I'm trying to push. Yeah, it was just yeah, funny because sure. uh, I was laning versus Shifter that game, and uh, I, I pulled up his stream after the game to like watch the VOD because I was like watch how I play and what people think. And the entire game is just like, what the fuck is this Darius doing? Just flaming our Darius for yeah. playing a one v zero lane and losing. Um, oh, but so it was funny. funny. Uh, only other uh, bit of league that I played. Oh, actually, I played. I played on like every account this week. Holy shit! I played on my main. I played on my AD carry only account. I played on one of my accounts to learn top Jana, which we'll talk about uh, later in the show. And then I also played on another account with nick and we played a bunch of tom yeah. Pinch, Senna, and that was that was so much fun dude that lane is so much fun to play we only went yeah. two and two, but it's fucking great i uh i definitely wanted to talk about that like at, during my week if you didn't address it but yeah I, I definitely think that that lane combination is the best in the game right now for bot lane it, it just felt like we had so much power like so so much sooner than uh like 80 carries typically do oh for sure um it was and it then... was so much fun 
And then in the mid game, you can ditch Nick and hang out with my Nunu and and carry my ultimate into the middle of the team fight. <laughs> we we played some in solo gear too because the last yeah. Game, yeah our dream game that we played Colton was we had uh, Tom Kench center oh my bottom, God. Seraphine mid, Amumu jungle, Vayne top. So we had uh, just oh, <laughs> triple boy. support plus Vayne, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it it was a godlike Vayne. The yeah, Vayne player really was very good at the game. It's funny after so. the game because she was a crazy person. Her name is literally Asylum Skate Escapee. Uh, oh hell yeah! Uh, she's a D two eighty carry only player, and she's just playing top vein. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, "Thank fucking god, I finally have a team that plays for me." <laughs> yeah, and it, it was it, like halfway through the game. I think Aiden and I were both like, "All right, so we're just playing for the vein, right?" Yeah, she's cracked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's wild how many games are lost by people refusing to play to the win cons. Yeah. Like, Right, yeah. If you, if you have a strong vein with that team comp, like, yeah. literally just wherever she goes, even if she decides she's going to, like, AFK at Krugs instead of go to Baron, you just follow her. Because yeah, no. somebody else will go there, too. <laughs> our uh, our vein decided, oh, I'm going to flash into their team. Like, yeah. let's do it. We're, we're making let's it all happen. go. The thing we were most <laughs> yeah. scared of that game is that they had Yasuo Diana as a, yeah, Yasuo oh, yeah. Diana as a combo, oh, yeah. but she kept getting Yasuo Diana combo, then I would just eat her out of it and then spit her out with the 800 <laughs> health shield mm-hmm. and she would just win the fight. It was so crazy. Yep. But, yep. Yeah. That'll happen. Uh, anyways, that's my so, week. I've talked about all my accounts. Uh, what about you, Colton? Um, yeah, so I didn't play much League. Uh, I've been get going pretty hard on more renovations, so took a pretty large break on that, but back to trying to get it along so uh office floor should be down within the week and uh building some desks for the for the office once it's usable so that'll be fun um very fumey in my condo right now because of that good old good old wood stain and uh poly whatever the plastic is yeah i'm forgetting which poly it is polyurethane that's the one um but looking forward to having uh, a, a nice office and uh having a, a nice shiny desk rather than this folding table i'm currently at <laughs> um ranked i think i played like three or four yeah i played like three games today and then a couple flex with you guys at towards the like i think wednesday or thursday of last week um, probably going to try and do a little bit more solo queue this week and, and continue to climb. I'm D3 20 points right now. Nice. Um, so Pass me. Maybe uh, maybe we'll keep climbing. Probably will if I stick to Nunu, but you know me. I got to play different characters that aren't. Your win rate on the character is so good, and the character itself is so good. I like, yeah. They're nerfing just, that's what, like a day, but... Or I said well, they're, they're nerfing Nunu and Wi- William. Nunu <laughs> <laughs> and William. They, they, in their fucking patch review, it said Nunu and William. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I think he'll still be pretty sure. Do you know what they're actually nerfing? It's just like no, the, the preview th- thing. So no. yeah, yeah, the numbers okay. hasn't come out yet, but they're buffing a lot of 80 carries. Um, mm-hmm. Weird stuff. Janna not listed. Shockingly. Uh, yeah, uh, but outside of that, uh, got back into the labs in Legends of Runeterra a little bit, been Ooh. grinding out Echo. Uh, I feel like it. it's so unfortunate that there are certain enemies where you're like, oh, I just can't beat this until I grind yeah. out, like, four more levels of progression so that my champion has, like, four items or that I get, like, a bonus free ability. It, like, obviously it is a lot of RNG, but it, it just it feels like you knowing what you're doing doesn't really matter that much. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is is RNG, um, and, and I feel like especially with Echo's deck, it's so slow to set up. Um, it, it's just like not good, uh, in my opinion. For yeah, for for like lab specifically. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. In, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, right. Like you need to get like turn four five to like start hitting your stride, and at that mm-hmm. point, they've already got like five six sixes on the board. Yeah. <laughs> and anytime you summon anything, they ca- ca- they cast a three cost spell for zero mm-hmm. mana. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty well my whole week. So I'll I'll hand it over to Nick. Poggers. Um, I've played uh, a pretty decent amount of of uh, ranked. Um, it's not been going like super well, but I'm having a lot of fun playing still. So uh, that's all that really matters. Um. Yeah, I uh, played a lot of uh, Senna Tom Kench with Aiden. Uh, in our, I, I just saw this today, Aiden. In our four games, uh, I was either uh, ace or when we lost our MVP when we won. Yeah. Uh, I assume a lot of it has to do with how um, OPGG records, like, like or values, um, like, KDA damage and, like, vision score. And it's also classifying you as a support, so you're doing yeah. infinitely more damage than supports and getting more CS than supports and yada yada mm-hmm. yada. But it's a it's a lot of fun having a having a good time with it. Um, the character feels very strong, and I don't know if that's Senna or Tom Kent or both. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but otherwise, uh, I think non League of Legends, I started playing some Hades. The game seems pretty fun. Uh, haven't gotten su- super far into it. Um, I still have yet to to beat the last boss i don't know mm-hmm. if that counts as a spoiler since the game's like a year and a half old it's like two years old at this point so I think yeah um i got to him once and then he <laughs> pushed my shit in so yeah, yeah um it's really hard i feel like that game my early i guess thought process is it, you're meant to like bash your head for a while until you like have a good run and then it starts to open up a little bit for you um because i'm having a lot of trouble like healing uh consistently i guess it's also definitely partially designed uh for that like based on the fact that like a lot there's a lot of resets to get the story like the actual story going story like uh progresses as you like reset and die so Mm -hmm. i i I think it's also like harder in that way that just get you like through the narrative as well yeah I, I think though that's like a pretty standard formula for roguelikes is that Mm -hmm. Like, you have to put a lot of time in to master the basics. And the way it does that is just by killing you over and over in the early zones mm-hmm. to say, nope, you don't get to move on, learn how to dodge. Nope, you don't get to move on, learn how to move. Nope, you don't get to move on, learn how to aim. Yeah. Like, just over and over and over. Yeah. And then it's like you do get that one good run and some of those mechanics start paying off and you, you know, continue. I mean, that's the formula. And I fucking love roguelikes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that being said, like, it's super fucking fun to to get a good run in. Um, it feels very rewarding when you finally get, like, a, a good combo that, that works well with each other. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more of that. Um, but I think that's been it for my week. So if we want to jump into the League Cast news. 
yeah, there's not really a ton of it. The only thing that I would recommend is that once again, for our patrons, if you are a $5 patron, we will we'll do profile reviews starting at the end of this month. So make sure yeah, your yeah. name is updated on our documents. Uh, that's all on the Patreon. It's very easy to find. It's the top link. Um, outside of that, we have our first new Patreon show uh, coming out probably the second or third week of this month. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, Nick, I've already I've already made most of my thing. Ooh. So interesting i uh still have yet to work out some i don't know some some flaws in mine but i'm looking forward to it it'll be fun yeah but stay tuned for like lots of fun stuff coming to patreon so (laughs) i'm glad you reminded me about that because i i started planning (laughs) something out and it's gone now i I completely forget what i had that's all right we'll get the new and improved one yeah yeah Uh, improved so (laughs) so let's jump into the new news uh guys the champion poll was finished. It's done. It's over. We did it, boys. We finished. Um, and guess what? None of the champions that I think any of us expected to win one. Um, yeah. that. And so, by such a huge amount as well. Skarner yeah, so, taking 33.4% of the vote, which was yeah. shocking. Mm-hmm, with the next the closest at 19.6. Yeah. So if you... If you take the second place and fifth place and put them together, you're right at where Skarner ended up. You just up. barely beat Skarner. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, I wouldn't have expected. It's uh, Pro- Nocturne being last, I also wouldn't have expected. Yeah, I, I think like th- what this tells me, at least, is that the average player looks at, like, Oh well, I play I play Nocturne. Nocturne's playable. I, I enjoy playing Nocturne. Oh, Cogma, I play Cogma. Cogma's playable. Uh, I can at least play Shivana. I can at least play Trinity. Oh, I'm never gonna fucking touch Skarner, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's at least what yeah. I see from this. Skarner is the lowest play rate character out of these five characters. Um, it's for honestly me, in that kind of that order, by the way, for like player. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, interesting. So, yeah, huh. I think for me, it's just a, another confirmation that everyone who plays League is dumb, including myself, <laughs> um, and that you know. Same, same as when we get those wonderful Reddit threads, we, we get the decision that Skarner's the priority. I do think I mean, it's going to be good if they rework his fucking Spiros, though, because I think the gimmicky yeah. like, mechanic of that is just so miserable if you ever do have to play it. It's shit. Yeah. So Spiros are the worst thing they did to him. I mean, the, the character's like pretty functional outside of, of that, you know? Um, but it, I, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a pretty sick, uh, pretty sick rework. They definitely have a lot to work with. Um what if having only his ultimate like being i think a very iconic ability so we know that they've already already said that he's going to keep his ultimate in some form right Mm -hmm. um and we also know that riot likes to reuse stuff that they've tried in the past what if they take skarner ultimate plus gwen's old alt design do you remember what that was no where she could string people together and you can Ooh. pierce multiple people. It's a skill shot Skarner ultimate, and you can pierce Ooh. people in a line and drag them. That sounds pretty Ooh. sick. Yeah, that pretty I, could, sick. I could see that also. That maybe if, like if you had applied some kind of debuff, right? Like I, I don't imagine they're keeping E, but I think that could be really interesting, right? It's mm-hmm. like if they're hit by your E and then you alt, you can grab everyone who was hit by your E, yeah, or like you can cool. chain it with a skill shot. Dang. Yeah. That could be wild. Or they could just uh, make him Rel 2, where everything's exactly the same, but instead of armor, he just has crystals. <laughs> yeah. I do think that it's going to be good regardless. Like, I know some people are disappointed that it's not Shivana. It does suck that she's came second in three of them now, and their only response to that was, hey, we'll look into it. 
um, <laughs> rather than just committing to doing it. Yeah. They said, yeah, we can't promise that Giovanna will be the next big VGU we do, but she is a pretty strong contender for the next one that we explore outside of a VGU vote. It's like, I don't know, it's obvious that a huge percentage of the player base wants it. I'm personally someone who doesn't really give a fuck if she gets reworked or not, but like, she's come a second three years in a row now, so you should probably just give it to her. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the character has like a super high potential to be a really like cool theme. I mean, like a sometimes dragon like that's that's cool yeah but for me like the reason i i'm perma voting shivana it is that of the characters heal here she is the one that in my opinion um feels the the least like playable in a standard meta like Mm -hmm. or or when like certain items are strong or um like certain champions are strong as as a counter she Um, she has a really weird identity where it's yeah like all the other ones are playable in general and then are, are strong depending on what's mm-hmm. good, right? Like if split pushing is good, trend is good. If lethality items are good, nocturne is good. If, you know, protect the Kog'Maw is viable because enchanters are strong, Kog'Maw is really good. Mm-hmm. Shivana is like always kind of fringe okay because she's got like six different builds you can go. But all of them are just like wonky. And I, I feel like... She's only got... Okay, so I said six. I think she's got, I would say, like, actually five... Shivana? Proper vi- yeah, like, proper viable builds. I would say mm-hmm. she has two. <laughs> I would disagree. Like, playable I builds. Got, I think she's got, like, full tank. I think she's got, like, glass cannon EP. I think she's got full attack damage. I think she's got on hit. And then I think you can do, like, a bruiser AP. And then there's the right one where you just go frostfire into demonic. That's what I. That's what I meant by the Bruiser AP. That's definitely like, the best build. <laughs> yeah, that's her best build right now. Right? Yeah, today. But it, oh, I see what you mean, but it, it changes throughout. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. So like, at, at certain points, it's something else. But like that, that really is shit for the identity of the character. And I think the other issue is that like, most of them don't feel like they're, they're not thematically appropriate, right? Like, the I think the Frost. Uh, fire into demonic is probably the closest to what shivana should feel like where it's mm-hmm. like she's big she's beefy she runs you down and sets you on fire yeah and like it, you're just there right like okay I, I get that right she turned into a dragon and like torched me to death and i can't kill her fast enough to not die mm-hmm. what doesn't feel like that is like full attack speed on hit or lol i i, I threw a fireball at you haha run away <laughs> Like that, that doesn't feel like a fucking dragon to me. Yeah, it it doesn't. You're you're right. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but yes, Skarner wins. Pog. Good for him. And then uh, the thematic that they're taking a look at by also a wide margin is gothic. So that makes sense. Uh, three, mm-hmm. yeah, three options between Arclight, Infernal, and Gothic. Gothic took just shy of fifty percent of the vote. Very uh, um, very lopsided. It, it's interesting because it's a skin line that has two skins in it, and both of them are from 2010. Yeah, they're very old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's Annie and Oriana. Who oh, hasn't it, played Annie or Oriana? Does Emumu's count as that skin line as well? I was, that's what I was thinking. Is the Emumu? Emumu. No, I think Emumu's prom, right? Oh, no, that's prom king. Sorry. <laughs> I guess there's only two, and it's Oriana and then Annie, though. Um, but that's yeah. crazy. Um, I do think the Infernal skin line is cool. I'm not a huge mm. Arclight fan, but um, Infernal Shen is probably Shen's best skin. So I think they could have done really cool, cool stuff with it. But yeah. 
uh, Gothic will be cool. I'm very, very certain with their abilities to make something awesome. Hell yeah. Cool. Um, awesome. Uh, so that takes us to Champion Q. Uh, it's launched. It's open. Games have already been played. Uh, it is the what the high ELO California specific server that's only open a couple hours a day. Um, so to incentivize a little bit better practice conditions than NA solo queue had previously. Uh, I think the coolest feature about this is there's like a full match history for every single game that's been played on it. Yeah, it's as fucking pointed out to sick. me. <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah, it, it seems, seems really cool. It's a queue that's only for um, master plus players. Every uh, LCS player is invited. Every academy player is invited. Uh, and then the top 16 um, amateur team players are invited automatically. And then if you're a master plus player, you're allowed to apply for it. And to apply, you have to be... Uh, first of all, every single player has to pass a behavioral check and they have to be like on their best condition to like play on it. If you are toxic, you will get kicked from the server. Um, mm-hmm. And you also have to be not a one trick um, and someone who like is actually looking to like improve and get better. Um, so I would imagine they probably have some kind of like history requirement of like you can't like if this is your first time master and you're barely there, I would imagine you probably get declined. Yeah, and I'm sure like they'll obviously prioritize getting challenger players in first and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's crazy. Like they have a full leaderboard of like who's like the highest rank. They have prizes, which I think the prize thing is very interesting to me. So currently, the way it works is that they are splits. Each split is like one month long. Um, and there's prizes for like spring and summer, like total. So spring season is three splits, February 7th to March 7th, March 14th, to April th- uh, 11th, and then, uh, April 18th to May 23rd. Hmm. And the person who gets first in that split gets $25,000. Damn. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. It's $400,000 over the year, uh, for prizes to incentivize people to grind and get better. And, hmm. I think the fact that it's a moderated server, that means there's going to be no toxicity because, like, obviously that could lead to problems of, like, I don't know, you, you lost me the game, which lost me making money. Um, <laughs> but, I don't know, if it's popular, pop, uh, properly regulated, then I think this yeah. is only going to be good. I think this could help out NA's, like, a talent pool so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's such a huge opportunity to, A, play against, like, people who are guaranteed serious about the game, uh, and, and B on something that isn't 60 ping you know for a for a professional player yeah there's lots of comments about like the fact that it's unfair to west coast players but the reality is most players who we are for sure going to be of this caliber of player meaning lcs academy amateur players Mm -hmm. are all um west coast so it's not it's not yeah sure it's not fair to east coast players but like the majority of players are west coast players who are already in this i I Mm -hmm. think it makes sense for it to be prioritized for them um i think i think so too yeah um only other thing to mention that i didn't even think about but i was listening to a podcast where um people were talking about how uh, you know the super server in china Mm -hmm. so in the super server in china you have to be d1 plus on any of the uh, Chinese servers to apply and get into the super server, but no one plays. No one plays on the super server anymore, or very few people. Like no pros go and practice on the super server. They rather go practice on like uh, Korea, for example, because mm-hmm. the issue is. Um, First of all, China has an issue of they have 27 servers, so you queue up on the the lowest rated server Jeez. and then get it easier. But also, ah. um, the bigger issue is that this could happen for NA. Is so uh, it's master plus to apply, right? But after they let everyone in who's currently Master Plus, right, who's actually a Master Plus player, 
those players no longer are going to queue as often on the regular solo queue ladder. Therefore, it the entire player base shifts up, right? Like, if, if there's zero LCS players playing on NA solo queue because they're only playing on um, this server, this challenge uh, champion server, then there's now, what, 50 slots that are now available for other people to move up in? And th- then those people will eventually get to challenger and apply. And then, hey, there's another, like, 50 slots or so of people, like, who are going to move up and apply. And eventually the server probably will become, like, overloaded with people who are lower skill level. Um, yeah, I, and I, think I guess it takes, it the takes some time. It, yeah, for, it and, takes time, but it's something that has happened. Yeah. Uh, apparently, once again, I'm going off of what people said on a podcast, but it's something that has mm-hmm. happened in China for their super server, and that's why it's a less competitive server now. Because after years of people doing this, it's just seen as like, oh yeah, this guy is a D1 player on the 27th server, uh, who's now in the super server, right? Yeah, right. And, and I think like the very easy way to do it is like if you if it was a full account migration, mm-hmm. like it's very easy to understand, right? Where it's like, okay, there are two hundred challenger slots. If fifty of them move to play on you know super server or yep. champion server, I think is what it's called, right? There are, there are fifty free slots. So fifty people who couldn't make challenger before are now challenger, even though their skill is is zero, yep. net zero. Yep. It hasn't changed. Um, again, I think that that's something that's a little easier to fix with like kicking people off the server depending yep. on where they are or you know requiring they maintain rank elsewhere. Like th- there's a lot of ways around it. I, I could see it happening yeah, on the Chinese super server, but ultimately it's still, I think gonna be a, a highly competitive environment if the people who are good stay on it. But if they leave because of this like perceived, you know, decline, right? Like even if everyone on the server is only platinum plus, I mean, right, that's still more competitive than any generic server, unless all of the like, you know, challenger players on super server say, hey, there's plats on our server now. Let's all go to Chinese server 14 and have our own secret super server. Yeah. Well, could, could you not like drop the bottom 50 to include the next 50? Yeah, for sure. Like it, it can be moderated. It's just the fact that it has happened in practice, this becoming an issue. And I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if it became an issue again. Um, and it's just something that no one's really talking about, right? As long as it's properly uh, like mandated, right? Like if you're like just a 30% win rate player on the server, maybe they look at your account and figure out if you deserve to be on it. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, as long as it's properly like uh, maintained, I think it's going to be not an issue. It's just that it has become an issue previously. Um but no matter what, it's a huge net gain for NA. Like, it, yeah, super. I mean, super cool. People from both the Latin America servers like playing on it. Like the players from the, like those uh, teams in like Brazil league and all those. Um, because they, they people want a shot at this prize pool, want a shot to get hmm. scouted, and this is the way to That's do sick. it. So it's cool. It's very cool. Hopefully, we'll yeah. get a lot of uh, like domestic uh, talent as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is that I I hope we'll see domestic talent grow out of this and people like really going hard in solo queue because of it because i think that's where most of the talent develops right like uh, not that it doesn't happen but like i feel like most people who go on to be very good pro players were right like monster solo queue players first Mm -hmm. you don't hear about somebody who was like consistently 175 challenger <laughs> yeah and then went into pro and became a monster it was like yeah this guy would hit rank one in like a week and a half yeah if he was trying 
Um, and, and I also think that this is somewhere that we'll get a nice like, a potential glimpse. I, depends on their vetting process if they're going to let younger players in. But, like, I'm sure that there's a 12-year-old out there who, who's, like, able to take the number one spot. Or there will be one of these splits. I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to, like, vet on age super hard. Oh, I mean... I think like us seeing General Sniper like yeah be the best player in North America right now is evidence of that. <laughs> yeah, and, and I just think like that's something. Obviously, like a lot of pro teams are scouting young, mm-hmm. um, but like that that would be so fucking interesting to watch. Is For like sure. right like this this thirteen year old, you know, okay, one two splits in a row, you know, got scouted by a team and it's like hey i'll join your academy once i'm allowed to like you know getting to watch that build i mm-hmm. suppose yeah, no, yeah people start playing the game young did you guys you know danny eg's like uh yeah. Curry, um did you know he started playing league when he was six six yeah so he's he's uh he's what 18 or something like that or he was 18 oh when he joined the league God. and it's like imagine he played the game from season one but he's uh he was like literally like minimum age to enter the league like when Holy he could shit. like that's crazy that like yeah that's fucking insane wow <laughs> that's wild and it's something that obviously like the, the longevity and popularity of league is is pretty unprecedented but it, it's wild to think that someone's been playing this game since they were six and then now went pro in it right like the the proverbial traditional sports story of right like once he was walking we had him in his nike basketball shoes <laughs> yeah. trying to shoot in like a three-foot hoop yeah. i mean this is almost that's... almost literally like his entire life he's been playing league of legends yeah like as, at least his entire like life that he can remember you know that's yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. insane wow i am curious if they're gonna vet on age though for the champion server just because like a lot of it is everyone gets in a discord call and if you actually do just have eight-year-olds um i don't know how yeah. they feel about that i guess right there's there's some level i think where they're definitely going to have a cutoff mm-hmm. i don't think it's going to be the cutoff of right like being an lcs player yeah. on, a, on a team I would not be surprised if they put it at, like, 13, 14, well, yeah. would be my guess. I mean, you're not even allowed to play League of Legends unless you're a certain year, like age, right? What is the fucking like, ESPR ra- uh, rating? Pro- I mean, I, probably 13. I think. I think right? 13, yeah. So I, I, I could see them denying access to people who are, yeah, like, under Yeah, it's, 14, it's a T for teen, yeah. So 12, 13, like, around there? Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see them doing 13. I could also honestly, like, see them doing, like, I don't think they'll do 17, but they could do 17 because that's minimum LCS age. But, mm, yeah. But then, yeah, no, that's, the, I, I don't also think they amateur would go teams. So, yeah, those are below. Yeah, I, I don't think they, I think they'll, they'll be 13. I think you guys are right. It's it's going to be between, like, they, there's no way they go up to 17. Yeah. Like, I could see them doing anywhere in between. I could see them saying, you know, it's 15, it's 13, it's 14. Right? Because, like, they still want to gated a little bit so that you don't have mm-hmm. people who are you know in middle school yeah of course dedicating of course. 12 hours of their day every day trying to get the top spot on super server yeah yeah like that that's not a good look it, and i mean the big thing is like the hours are what like uh it's like 8 p.m to 1 a.m something like that it's pst so yeah it's like seven till four or something like that yeah, so it's oh, like, and they're up past their bedtime. Yes, yeah. that's what I mean. It's like it's it's literally not, like not a good um, 
like time for uh for younger kids it's kind of tangentially related but kennedy and i actually had a conversation about that like with um it was related to decay and how like master plus you have to play a game a day for decay and yeah it's not out of the world for people who are like in middle school high school maybe even public school to be master plus players and does riot have some sort of like some sort of like obligation i guess to make it so they're not forcing these kids to play their game every day to maintain a rank to fucking put them into like a potential future for playing a video game like i i, I don't know if they do but like it's a question that maybe riot's asking themselves stuff stuff like this right so I, I think they they cover that um, probably by their ESRB. Uh, yeah. And then, I mean, this is like a little, maybe a little political, but like it's got to fall on the parents, you know? Oh, for sure. Like it, it, it's not going to be Riot's fault that I don't actually mean like, up. do they have to yeah, pay no, yeah, But I just yeah. mean more like, like uh, it does suck that if you're like a kid could be just a master, but you're like some fucking eight year old, mm-hmm. right? And trying to explain to their parents, oh no, I have to play League of Legends every day. Uh, because I need yeah, to. Yeah, I mean that's, that's probably a nightmare. Yeah, and it, it just feels like that's yeah. probably an issue. But yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, and again, yeah, like right, they on the company side they've covered themselves with like the ES, uh, BR rating, ESRB, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, but I think there is a little bit of obligation there, right? Like in in the same way that they should build their microtransaction system in a way that's not as predatory as possible. Yeah. Right, because I, I think like you can't really do microtransactions without being a little predatory. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of just part of their nature, um, especially when you you know include microtransactions for loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so right, there, there's a little bit of responsibility in that in on their side to like not build systems that are inherently going to like fuck people over and yep. make their lives more difficult. That being said, you know, right, ultimately it's a video game and if the issue is a child playing too much of a game, like their parents can get involved, they can stop playing the game. Like there's no reason that that individual has to stay challenger or master. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, like if it's their dream to become a pro player and that's, you know, a pretty good way to do that is to say, "Hey, yeah, I've been, you know, top 50 challenger every year since I turned 14." I'm 17 now. Like, give give me a, a tryout. But yeah. I I think again the the requirements on those are a little bit too high anyway. Even without that consideration, yeah, it's just something to like like think about. I think more yeah, than anything, it's just more brain food than uh... yeah, yeah. It's an interesting conversation, but I don't think it's a, a problem. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that's Champions. I think it's fucking a great addition to the game. Hopefully, the prize pool gets us to have a little bit more native talent in the next like couple of years. So. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, hopefully, it just makes solo queue like higher quality as well. You know, maybe you take those those practices from uh, Champions queue and bring them solo queue. Like, okay, I'm gonna actually play this game seriously because you know it is a way for me to improve, even if it's not the highest quality game. But yeah, yeah, I could also see. I, I'd be interested to see if there's any shift away from one tricking because of it. Yeah, I don't imagine mm. there will be, but I think that that would be really 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 cool is like champion server gets established and suddenly like you've got a bunch of one tricks who are now branching out and like okay fine i'll, I'll play like 10 characters now hmm. in my role and interesting 
to see if that ultimately then like leads to a talent going to LCS, right? Because like again, dozens of stories of like current or former LCS players. Like I used to be an X one trick, right? Mm-hmm. And you know now I'm this. I, I think it'd be really interesting to interested to see if like that kind of forced hand from I want to be on the, the most competitive server so now I have to play more characters so now I get good at other characters and wait suddenly now I'm at like a competitively viable top lane player yeah. because right like my one trick is still I'm the best in the world at this character but I can play other stuff if I have to oh for sure it's very interesting I'm very excited to see where it goes sweet yeah. um and that's it for the new news Absolutely. Um, so no stories this week. So we're going to head right on over to our ad copy from Manscaped. Support for Leadcast is brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Their fourth generation performance package has absolutely changed the grooming game along with a refined body wash to now round out your hygiene routine. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to manscaped.com uh, for 20% off plus free shipping with the code LEAGUECAST. They've helped us out a ton. Uh, their products are absolutely fantastic. Um, have definitely saved my back uh, from having to lean over and uh, take care of business down there. It's uh, it's quick and easy. Uh, their body wash smells fantastic. Uh, everything feels so so fresh and clean when you use it. Uh, I mean, the shampoo is is you know super incredible. I'm still working on that from uh, from when they gave it to us, uh, which is super sick. Uh, definitely recommend. Uh, they've got a new performance package 4.0, like I mentioned earlier. Inside the package, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0, which is the uh, the trimmer. Uh, absolutely super insane. I would definitely recommend it. The weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. You know, I've been asking for it for a while. I actually went out and bought it and uh, really enjoy it. Um, makes super quick work of, uh, of all those excess hairs. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. We've been talking about that for a long time. The Crop Reviver Toner. Same. The Performance Boxer Briefs. Super comfortable in a travel bag, uh, which we all have been using nonstop. Uh, it's our go-to travel bag now. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code LEADCAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code uh, leadcast at manscaped.com keep your balls trimmed fresh and clean with manscaped thanks guys manscaped. um let's do our guaranteed guffaw aiden tell us about the disgusting uh, uh not disgusting I, I feel like it's something that's disgusting like, is, is is you have to at least understand it right so we talked mm-hmm. a little bit last week about how top supports uh, mainly top jana are kind of taking over the meta um but i also realized we didn't really explain what it is uh why it's happening and how you could also ruin the game yourself uh if you wanted to <laughs> uh, so i just wanted to do a quick little um almost like a little meta kaiser on uh top support um but specifically top jana this week um, because I played a couple games on stream, and because I lost two games of it in a row, um, I feel like I'm now an expert, and I can teach you guys how to do it. Uh, Aiden, are you stealing my secret techniques? Yeah, fucking lose games, then become an expert on shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, but I want to talk about it a little bit. Um, the main things that you want to note is, why is it good? The main reason why it's good is that top lane is a low-impact lane after the TP changes, right? Um, now that you can't TP to bottom lane to go for dives or counter dives, um, top lane's kind of an island, you use your teleport 
support just to stay in lane and it's it's more of an like top lane's always been the haha it's an island lane oh look at our teams just feeding across the map uh, we can't really do anything but now it actually is that and this is a good way of getting away from it it also mixed with the fact that bounties um if the top laner is out farming you um the way that the bounty system works if you guys don't know um the enemy top laner even if you're crushing the entire map as top jana because you're down so much CS, the way that the bounty system works is the top laner is going to have a CS bounty because he's farming more than your team average is, um, which it's it just it's just a stupid thing. So it's crazy that you can just like you can leave top lane on an island and then as soon as he gets his CS bounty, you come up and kill him with your team and you get like mm -hmm. even more gold. Um, so those two things combined have kind of made this a very strong role, especially with the fact that jungle is really strong and you're kind of just like playing a second jungler for the map. Um, so how you actually play it for Janna is you go Glacial Janna with Smite. You start your um, uh, AP support item. I, I always can't remember what the... Frost Fang? Frost uh, Spell Shield? Or Spell Thief? Spell Thief. Spell Thief's Edge? Is yes. That still it? Yeah, Spell Thief's Edge is the item that you start. You start with that with two potions and smite. Uh, the, sp the safe way of playing it, which I would recommend to everyone, by the way, is you help your jungler leash. Uh, you get your jungler to leash topside, and you just smite his buff for him. Uh, you smite his... Not, not stealing it. You smite it for him, and then like go to lane. And then your goal here is level one, you stay really, really far back and you farm with your Q. Level two, you stay really, really far back and farm with your Q. And then level three, you recall and start roaming in the map. Um, but honestly, though, like at level, like when you're hitting level three, it will be the caddy wave. And then you smite it with your smite to last hit it, recall, buy your boots, and you never go back to top lane again. And that's mm -hmm. kind of how you play level one, two, and three for the... Uh, uh, for top jana your actual skill order though is you start q you max e max w then max q last uh taking ultimate whenever you can your build is pretty standard enchanter you can go moonstone but i do think shirelias is the best mythic to go you go shirelias um putrefire um and honestly the game usually ends around there but you can just build other like typical support items uh, after that um it's pretty standard you can't pick up like stuff like dark seals as well because john yeah, is a gross ap scaler and you're never mm -hmm. you never should be dying um as for actual like uh so you take glacial you take um stopwatch and then you take biscuits and cosmic insight uh nick and i were talking about biscuits nick thinks that uh futures market could be better uh which i think is I think Future Market is just so hard to use is the biggest thing to like use it properly. Whereas Biscuits keeps you up out on the map longer, which is like allows you to affect the map, uh, get more objectives leads uh, throughout the game. But I think either one of those is fine. You always you go rec uh, Red Tree Secondary, picking up Zombie Ward and Relentless Hunter, and then your actual um, shards are the ability power shard, the ability power shard, then armor. Um. But yeah, the, the whole idea of this is you literally uh, start jungle, like uh, help your jungler leash, go top, hit level three, and then just stick on your jungler and roam the entire game. Never die fucking up their jungle. If your smite's up, go into their jungle, try to fuck with them, try to steal a camp away. Um, prioritize dragons. If you're not getting dragons with this, you are losing the game. Uh, mm -hmm. That's like the yeah, number one thing you have to notice. Because for every objective you fall behind on the enemy top laner is getting a huge lead if you guys are even come 20 minutes into the game that top laner is gonna have 3,000 4,000 more gold on you like it's gonna be devastating yeah right like you need to facilitate fights you need to show up at every fight and right like that's that's why you win is because every fight they're outnumbered you have more utility you win the bot fight you get the dragon you win the mid fight you get the plates like you're you're accelerating all of these vectors of of income for your team and like advantages 
by just shifting all your resources out of the top lane onto the map. Mm-hmm. If you're not snowballing, then like that's that's where that has the chance to lose. Or again, kind of like we talked about, if they have a hyper split pusher, like a Hullbreaker Yorick, that's like one of the few things that can kind of match pace with your ability to gain gold elsewhere on the map is the fact that like he's going to melt those towers so fast that he can keep up with you. Yeah, and he's going to yeah, pull so- all your attention back up into the lane as well, mm-hmm. which is like also... So, cool. I mean, the very short and like sweet and simple of it is like, as the Janna player, you need to be gaining your team more value than you're losing by having like by not having someone in the top lane. Um, yeah. So like, and very minimally, just you have to be getting your your team like more value than the than the XP and gold from you know from one solo lane. Yeah, and and again, it, like it it makes a lot of sense why you're able to do it because like there's no reason you shouldn't have full control over your jungle and like one quadrant of theirs mm-hmm. right and so if you're not stealing you know half of their jungle which is now okay you're having mm-hmm. the income of their jungler while adding a significant you know bonus 50 percent to yours right so that's like a full champion's income swing Right, so like that'd be neutral as well as you're still getting some gold as Janna with this. So now, right, you're you're at like what 115 percent efficiency as opposed to their top laner just 100 percent efficiency. Yeah, mostly due to support items, by the way, because it's a free one thousand yeah, right. gold. Yeah, you get you get a ton of gold. Now add in the fact that like you can get plates, and even if they play really safe and aren't fighting, that means that you're getting plates, you're invading. If they are fighting, you win every fight because you outnumber and who can ever kill Janna or the person that Janna is pushing Eon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So it's like, there's not a lot of options for them because if they play super safe, great. You get all their jungles, you jungle, you get plates, you get dragons, you win the game. If they fight, they lose the fight. You win the game. If they super mega split top again, if you kill them, then you're going to get a nice fat CS bounty mm-hmm. If you can't and you have to eventually deal with them, then maybe you'll get to an even state. But it's, you know, it, it's very good. And there, there's a reason it was at like 56% win rate. Yeah, it, it's pretty, like, once again, I, I did lose both my games playing it. Um, that being said, I think it's just very good in general. I think it's something you can do like most games as long as your team's comfortable with it. It does kind of rely on your jungler being all right because they have to abuse the fact that they have like someone supporting them and they have yeah. to be able to take over the game. It's kind of like you're playing, it's like the new age funnel, right? You can't play funnel if your your master E player is not that good, right? Because you can't like use that extra like value to push forward the game um that being said i think most players understand the fact that they can utilize this extra strength and like uh take the lead it's pretty hard to fuck up a lot of the time i think um it's just more the fact that like just be aware that this strategy is better the higher elo that you get Mm -hmm. because players understand how to play with different uh gold advantages um so if you're playing this in iron just care (laughs) Yeah, they they understand that, like, the thing that you would never, ever consider doing as a jungler in a 1v1 is now completely fair game because you have a Janna behind you, right? Yeah. Like, and like, I can run into their raptors, start taking it without vision, without having prio in lanes, and without knowing where their jungler is. Why? Because I have a Janna here, and at the very least, by the time 
my shield is gone, it's going to be a 3v2. Yeah, just little things like your jungler should never be full clearing their jungle after your level 3, right? Like, yeah, they can take their buffs after the enemy team's buffs are, like, taken, right? You should always just be in their jungle rather than farming your own. But, like, some junglers obviously won't understand that, and they'll be farming their wolf camp while the enemy team's entire jungle is up, and it feels like you're obviously not playing that strategy to its um, fullest extent. Um but uh, only other thing I wanted to touch yeah. on here was other uh, people were asking, what are some other supports that you can play top of Janna's band or if you like don't enjoy playing Janna? Because Janna is the best one. She is just a 54% win rate character in general. I think 53 after the nerf, the slap on the wrist that they gave her uh, in the hotfix. Um, mm-hmm. She is still the best one, mainly because A, she has movement speed, B, Glacial's broken on her, and C, she provides a shitload of utility and... Uh, gold with her shields and heals um so what other characters are good i think janet is the s plus tier character always pick her priority for this um but in the s tier like right below janet i think is karma who has the same shields and heals and movements uh, as janna um and then bard who has even more map mobility but less um shielding and healing um and then like right below that tier i think there's like a gap tier and then there's like the a minus tier which has like the sonas um I'm trying to think of the other characters that are in there, but like Soraka. They're, they're Soraka, yeah, they just don't have the yeah, same think... map ability and same ability to uh, affect the map as like the Janna, Karma, or Bard. That is the tri uh, trifecta yeah. though for top. The, those are definitely the best three. I think a lot are playable, mm-hmm. right? Like you could do Lulu. I think you could do Zillion. I don't think they're great. You could do Ivor. Um, yeah, I think one of the other really big things that you didn't mention about Janna, which is part of why I think she's so good is her range yeah like the the range at which you can place janna e or the range of a fully charged tornado like you can you can start casting your q and by the time it goes off and knocks up people under bot tower you're mid shielding your zed as they dive like you're ganking Mm -hmm. two lanes at once yeah no she's Um, and and right like you can shield somebody from like two walls away to get that assist to make sure they win the fight like, that, and that's actually something uh, they they changed recently with the tornado. Um, is uh, her tornado speed is like crazy, crazy high. Like uh, like it's speed. undodgeable. Yeah, it, it if you don't have a dash, it's it's pretty impossible to dodge. Um, and that combined with the glacial just makes it like so easy to lock someone down for your team to follow up. Yeah, it, she's she's really really good right now. Um. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that you like your your jungler feels comfortable with you playing it because if the, your team doesn't feel comfortable playing it, it will just like agitate them and make them not uh, probably do very well. Because if they don't have to play yeah. with it, then you're yeah. probably not going to win games. But right, yeah, like the the worst case scenario is like you go mid and your mid laner is like pinging you off, like stop stealing my experience, yeah. you're ruining my wave. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, no, we can dive them, and they're like, no, you're ruining my freeze, we're gonna lose. Because as much as they're they are wrong, you are wrong for not playing with what your team needs, right? Like once again, I'm immediately going against what I just said, but in my two games, I wanted to learn it so I could talk about it on the show. Um, in my first game, my jungler was a 20% win rate jungler. Should I have picked it there? No, because they obviously can't facilitate the lead that they got and how to abuse it, right? In game two, my support did not want me fucking playing it. Um, and even though we did well early game, like if you have someone like that, they're just so down on strategies yeah, that as soon yeah. as anything goes wrong, they're just going to give up, right? And yeah, it was wrong of me to play it. I did want to like just play it so I could talk about it on the show. Um, but you, you do need teams that are very supportive of you or else it's going to fucking fail and you're gonna look like an idiot so mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's a it's definitely one of those things where um, it, it's a troll pick. I mean, if you if you um, aren't uh, it, it it I, I guess as a, as a comparison, like if you lock in like Teemo support or something like that, yeah, it, it's the same thing in your teammates' eyes as as locking in you know what you're doing, even though statistically <laughs> it gives you the highest chance to win the game uh, just from champion select. But yeah, yeah the know, perfect example is like if the enemy team ever locks Callista. The hardest counter in the game is NASA's support. Yeah. You you but if you lock your, that in. Yeah, if you lock that in and your AD carry goes, What the fuck? You have a yeah. I have a NASA supporting me and they don't want to play the game, you lose no matter yeah. how fucking hard that counter mm-hmm. is. <laughs> like Yeah. But anyways, that is how you play uh Jana slash support tops. I would really recommend trying it. it. It is so much fucking fun to play, man. Even in those games that were both losses, I had a fucking blast playing it. I feel like if you're doing with a jungler, it's it's so fucking unbeatable. So, mm-hmm. would recommend. Yeah, is it, it true that you need to have a lobotomy before you can play the strat? <laughs> Not true. No. <laughs> Not. True. No. Uh, and, and I will say, please, if you're gonna do this, have your jungler pick an AD jungler, not an it's AP jungler. A lot better, yeah. Yeah, unless it's like I, I think the exception being like Diana, and just yeah, because I was gonna say, just because she is very auto attack like heavy uh, in in mm-hmm. skirmishes. Yeah. Awesome. But you wouldn't want to do it with like a fiddlesticks no. or like a or a Nidalee for instance. I had a Nidalee, yeah. My twenty <laughs> percent jungler win rate jungler was a Nidalee, which is a little bit yeah. rough. But we got to which super you think far it would ahead. be good yeah. because you could yeah. you could clear really fast. But we loved clearing those those wolf camps on our side of the map. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, let's move on to um, I think roundtables next. So oh, yeah, uh, look, uh, LCS uh, competitive league. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you guys um, watched LCS at all? Because I think this is. Hear me out, boys. This is the best year of LCS since the beginning. Ooh, I have. Uh, I've watched all of the Cloud Nine games, and I think that's nice. it. I've watched. Maybe I haven't watched any yet. You haven't watched any. Uh, on, the, on your recommendation, I probably will. You should watch at least the Cloud Nine games. I think you should watch them every single week from now on. It uh, not here on out. Um, so I think I this is the <laughs> best the LCS has ever been. Mostly because every team see okay, not every team. Most teams seem to actually be giving a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you could even argue teams like TSM where they went a completely fucking different direction, but at least it seems like they're trying shit. They have a bunch of just like cracked mechanical. Um, uh, Chinese import players on their team. They're all just yeah. super young, like 17, 18, 19 years old, and they're all just super mechanically skilled. And are they 0-2? Yeah, they're one of the few teams that are 0-2, but holy fuck, their games are fun to watch. Um, I, I do think like maybe like Immortals, CLG, and Golden Guardians are probably maybe the three teams that I, I don't think are worth watching their games. They're they're mm-hmm. pretty rough to watch for the most part. Uh, CLG at least picked Top Drana, which was pretty interesting, but it was a 56 minute. No, it was a FlyQuest picked. No, they uh yeah they lost to Top Jana. They lost to it. Yeah, it was fucking 56 minute slow, boring game. Um, mm-hmm. but like overall, I think the other seven teams in the league are at least trying and. It's been fucking wild, man. Uh, the main thing I do want to talk about, like, uh, unless you guys had other games, were, were, this is the two Cloud9 games. I feel like we have to, at the very least, talk about these games. Man, yeah. I, uh, this is, yeah, these were very frustrating games to watch, I think, for me personally. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of the, like, Enchanter strategy, uh, and they ran with it twice, uh, albeit in the mid lane. Um, I, I think in, in these particular games, it wasn't so bad as in solo queue, uh, just because I believe they, so the, the, the biggest issue in my opinion with, with the top enchanter strategy is just how, how like you shouldn't be 
gaining advantages by completely ad- abandoning a lane. Just like quickly to step in, uh, just to sorry, give context, yeah, yeah. Um, in their first game, they played yeah, um, mid lane Ivern. Um, versus Golden Guardians, uh, mid lane Ivern, uh, Fudge played fucking mid Ivern, uh, super fun to watch in my mm-hmm. opinion. And then in game two, they played mid lane Soraka versus um, EG, who's a top three team in the league, and then they won. Um, yeah. So we are seeing enchanters in other roles, which is something that LS himself has like mm-hmm. kind of touted as being sleeper OP for way too long uh if you oh, yeah, I think his, i think he's he's always put soraka like s tier basically yeah his, his msi tier list was uh soraka mid was in like z tier like the like mm-hmm. you have to pick this if it's open tier sort of thing uh and everyone's like yeah you're a fucking idiot because zero people in the world are picking this uh yeah you're dumb and i just want to say i'm not saying it's actually that op or it's actually that strong or ls is a fucking savant or whatever but i think that this at least should open discussion of just because something's being picked doesn't mean it's good and just because something isn't being picked doesn't mean it's not good um Mm -hmm. yeah right like your your point exactly that i was just about to say that it's like just because nobody's playing it doesn't mean that it's bad and that it's not good. Yeah. And like, right, familiarity is a huge thing and people are going to play what they're familiar with and they're going to be afraid to try new things because like it might fail. Mm-hmm. That's why so many people in all areas of life, like it, it gets stuck in ruts is because like they don't want to try something new. Yep. And uh, yeah, right. Like, okay, Soraka mid might not be the best thing ever and like, it's not going to hold like a hundred percent win rate in LCS, but it's like, does it have to? Because we see characters with like forty-seven percent win rates get picked, you know, six times a week. Who like, and and nobody's talking about that. I mean, it's the like, classic is like Renekton. Why is Renekton a hundred percent pick ban in like every fucking region? Whereas yeah. most analysts understand that Renekton overall is not that good of a character. He's mainly picked because he's a point and click CC that wins or goes slightly above average in most lanes right so he's just a safe mm-hmm. pick um but it doesn't mean reaction's good for example right yeah uh, i i think yeah the, the bigger thing is that he is so safe yeah um but i mean so on one hand like i really like the ingenuity of like okay well we can just pick two enchanters because they can't punish us here um and, and on 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 that particular aspect of it i really like um i i just wish it weren't coming and i don't think i i didn't pay the super i don't know closest attention to the cloud nine games um but i i think they at least laned mid for quite some time before um like not truly abandoning it but placing less priority than you normally would on it yeah you're still Um, laning like um yeah which is more okay with me um you should watch the ivern one colton because fucking ivern level mm -hmm. one just puts down bushes and just like auto attacks almost as if he has like a collie shroud <laughs> like because he like just yeah, popping it's absolutely in the bushes mm-hmm. yeah it's so fucking sick um but yeah i mean as long as it i guess as long as it evolves like that i'll be absolutely okay with it um i i just really dislike seeing uh like the the most optimal way to play league of legends is to play two lanes and two junglers basically yeah um like, it just doesn't again, feel good to me innovation's so fucking sick it's so exciting mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that you can go, okay, the best best part of the game's coming up. It's fucking pick ban time for Cloud9. And that's mm-hmm. fucking cool. Like that it's really really fucking cool. Um I do agree that 
come two weeks time when every team has now realized that enchanter mids are op or enchanter tops are op and every single game is double enchanter every roll um yeah then it's a little bit less fun but i do think the fact that just innovation leads to the most fucking enjoyment i've had watching lcs in in fucking years man it, it's it's so fucking refreshing and i'm really really excited to see where it goes because i i think they have probably way more stuff planned also just like on another note outside of the enchanter stuff is berserker and summit are so fucking good so at fucking shit. correct summit's summit made nar actually look like a godlike character and yes. not just something that you can blind pick into anything. <laughs> it's just really, really cool just seeing like really good players also win some of their support. Um, mm-hmm. So here's one is like, I, I've, I'm not trying to tell anyone that you can't be a pro player and stuff like that, but I do have like, we do see people in our Discord who have said they want to go pro and they're silver, gold, plat, maybe even diamond, right? We've even seen like master players say they want to go pro. Yeah. Here's an example of a pro coming into League of Legends in the year 2022. Winsome started playing League two years ago. He was challenger two months after starting to play wow right Holy. And it's like uh, two years later he's a pro player right um he probably played other games and he was probably really good at those other mm-hmm. games but it's just like uh, holy fuck man people are some people are just born to like be good at shit born like gamers yeah <laughs> yeah he's a he's a chad gamer yeah for sure. wow either way i'm super excited i think it, it's some of the most fun i've had it watching lcs in a long time i would really recommend everyone tuning into their games even if you mm-hmm. don't think that a lot of what ls spouts is true or not at the very least i think he's going to change how a lot of na teams view the game and i think that can only lead to fucking positives right if he has a new meta that he creates for the region that's a fucking advantage we're gonna have over other regions at international events right if he can get other teams like, he, he thinks Renekton is, like, one of the worst picks in the game, right? Yeah. Because he, he thinks there's at least, like, five or six characters that could be picked in his place that are just better. That's, like, the the logic, by the way. If he can get teams... Let's just say he's right. Once again, he could just be wrong about that. I think he's definitely, like, too crazy on the Renekton's bad uh, sort of thing. Yeah, but like, for sure. Let's just say Renekton is bad, and he convinces an entire region that it is bad, and he gets them playing better things. That's only a fucking benefit for your region. Like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just think only good things can come out of this. I think it's super, uh, like innovative, and I, I think that I, I'm just like blown away. It's been some of the most fun I've had watching this region. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I would agree with that aspect. I think, um, that that's exactly what I kind of loved about, um, like certain fringe picks in the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really like seeing like the the occasional. I guess prior to Diana being meta, but like the occasional Yasuo pick is like super hype. Um. You know, because it just fits perfectly within your comp. It's a, it's a good choice. It it fits well, uh, and it's not like I don't know the result of like a cheese or like abusive uh, of any system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't necessarily think what Cloud Nine was doing was that. Um, I I think they just legitimately like think or 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 uh, I guess LS just thinks that the strategy of having two encha- two supports is the the best right now. Um. I just wish it didn't come at the cost of like, oh, you just sack a wave and that's like a sack a lane and that's that. Like, that's the whole strategy. At the very least, Nick, I think in a pro environment, we're going to see people figure out how to adapt and beat stuff like this rather Mm -hmm. than like it just, I'm hoping. I I think, yeah, I hope so. I think it will be very, a very long while for, before we see like, a CLG, for example, pick up and start playing Soraka mid. You know what I mean? I don't think oh, we'll see sure. that next yeah. week or mm-hmm. anytime soon. But I do think that maybe we'll see a team figure out that X can push in waves quick enough to stop Enchanters from doing enough shit early, right? Um, and yeah. I, I think just like 
just seeing people build upon uh, strategies and figuring how to counter them on a week-to-week basis is going to be only good for the region. So mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, uh, in- innovation can only, yeah, improve it, so... Who knows? Maybe we'll see it on a global scale eventually. Hopefully not the double uh, double yeah. enchanter thing, but hopefully just like better I, yeah. games. I I would hope that because I like I think Riot definitely intends to stop it or at least limit it so that it's not so prevalent. But yeah, until that happens, it's going to be very very strong. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Would recommend. Yeah. Awesome. Let's uh, jump into the roundtable. Yeah, we got three responses. Last week's question was, um, what rank do you truly believe you are, deserve in League? How does that compare to where you currently are? We got a couple of responses from our Twitter, one from Slurms. He says, I feel like my skill skill is gold, but I deserve silver due to tilting and not sticking uh, to just playing Warwick top. If you take it a step further, I uh, actually did a VOD reviews and had better warding working on that. Uh, I feel like I might be able to hit plat, but that's a hard maybe. Uh, oh yeah that seems pretty reasonable and then soda on our twitter said haven't played my placed my main yet but on alt i hit gold three which is the peak on my main uh and with relative ease with a 70 percent plus win rate honestly at this point i think i deserve plat three to plat one uh when i play my best hell yeah i mean soda's been someone in our community who's like always mm-hmm. been just cracked mechanically he just doesn't play much ranked and uh i definitely think he's like a mid high plat player if he, yeah uh, continues for sure um, from our Discord, we got one from Gecko. He said, I believe I can hit at least gold. Um, I've heard from other players that, uh, that I have landed against that I'm better than silver. It's probably just my own mental block because Renekton top lane feels weak at the moment. I also, uh, also, I keep trying to pick up another champ, that, but I can't decide on one because I have a constant debate uh, if I pick up a meta pick or try to get good at Kha'Zix top. Just play Renekton. There is a lot of like high yellow Renekton players, even though the character kind of does blow a lot of the time there is enough mm-hmm. high yellow renekton means that uh, you shouldn't feel like it's holding you back i think yeah for sure um uh Kemi real said should i ever follow through with getting ranked that would make a new tier called iron uh below iron called wood tier or wood league uh then another below that called balsa league and i would be in there somewhere it's honestly why i haven't got ranked yet it sounds like too much work for the developers uh to have to make two new tiers just for me uh so by not playing ranked uh at all honestly i'm just trying to save them time and effort i i that's very kind of you that's very thoughtful um wild thane said silver probably on every champ except for thresh because i'm a filthy fil- eh, filthy casual and never play a ranked however i hope i can hit plat on my new thresh one trick pony account by the end of the year he's the only Ooh. champ i think i can punch above my weight class and that's the only place I'll be playing ranked. It is really cool when you feel like you can punch above your weight class by like one tricking a character. Yeah, that is really cool. And then last but not least, we have one from Profit Falling. He says, I think I'm pretty well exactly where I'm supposed to be. I think if I continue to grow, I'll be I'll get GM, but I'm comfortable with where I am. I think a lot of people cop uh a lot of people kind of cop out by saying they shouldn't be uh, their ELO league's rank system, despite all of its flaws, is incredibly, incredibly robust. 99% of the time, uh, players are where they're supposed to be skill wise. Yeah. If you play enough games, you are going to be where you are skill wise. Mm-hmm. If you don't play enough, that's like the biggest issue, right? Is after resets, like they definitely put you way below where you're supposed to be after resets, but. And especially after this year, I think it's the big, uh, yeah, a lot of people got caveat. fucked pretty hard on it. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, this week's gradual question is what champion ability slash passive would you want in real life? Hmm. There's so I'm, I'm I've been looking through the champions because I've I've got a couple answers I'm considering. I think off the bat, like one of the easiest ways to go is like, oh, I'll just take like Anivia or Zach because yeah, I great, think now I now I can't die. Can, can we like uh, at least on the podcast make like you can't pick a revive passive? 
I think you can pick a Nivea, but you, when you revive, you have to turn into an egg, and you have to hope that no one poaches you or fries <laughs> you in that time. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, one of the other ones I, I was considering, I'm not sure if I'm gonna lock it in yet. Is like Twisted Fate, mm -hmm. where it's just when like, you kill something, you get extra gold. Yeah. Well, I feel. I, I guess it's, I have to kill things. I, yeah, I, guess I was kind of taking it as like you can throw cards all really of your good. In, all of your income is just like boosted a little bit. But I guess in reality, I would have to kill stuff for yeah. that. So maybe maybe not Twisted Fate. <laughs> Um, I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna take your uh, take your character, Colton. I think I'm gonna go Zillion. Um, I think it would mm -hmm. be really cool to learn things like just a little bit faster, and then to be able to share <laughs> that with someone. Uh, oh, that'd be sick. And, and, and like we both get the benefits of it. Yeah, but they have to be like um, kind of close to learning it, unless you learned a lot of stuff. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ivern. That was one of the other ones that I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Is that like what? neutral things that are not my enemies? I can just walk up, force them oh. to defend me, set them free, and I just get resources at, at from a cost it. of your life, though. Yeah, a little bit, but like I just like I just like walk into a zoo, set everything free, and like walk home with 10k. You could also just plant grass if you wanted. With true, well, that's a that's an ability. I guess you did that's say ability. ability, huh? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was passive. I said ability slash passive. So. Mm -hmm. Or pa oh, okay. I was going with just passive. Because <laughs> um, mine's an ability. Mine's uh, Kane's umbral, umbral trespass. I want to run through walls really quick. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was his ultimate ability. Is that not? It might be actually. I don't know what they're. Called. No, I think I think you're right. It just like the the trespass part of it made me think it like yeah. wasn't. Uh, I'll, oh, I'll no, say that, like that wasn't consensual. Yeah. His uh his uh is called shadow step. Um, okay. yeah, no, I want after I That's hit someone, I can go inside of them. <laughs> Punch you? I'm in. I'm in. Um, oh boy. No, but I want to go shadow step. I, I like the idea of not only running through walls, but also being faster when I run through walls. Yeah. You, you get a little bit healthier as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you get a little bit. <laughs> I'm just imagining Aiden in like a stressful situation, and he just like fades back into the wall yeah. and runs away really fast. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. That's really. Uh, funny. What about you, Nick? Uh, I said uh, Zillion passive. Oh, I say I did. Yeah, Zillion. Yeah. Cool. Uh, if you guys want to let us know what champion ability or passive you'd want in real life, you can hit us up on our Twitter or our Discord, discord.gg/leadcast. Twitter uh, is at leadcast, or you can send us an email, mail@leadcastpodcast.com. I'm I'm taking a second answer because I was going by just passive. I want I want Lulu W. Yeah. If somebody's annoying me, I want to be able to just like turn him into a squirrel for two seconds. Or make yeah. someone very fast. Yeah. Or I right. I can use it to help or to harm. But like, man, can you imagine just somebody's being an absolute asshole and you're just like you're a squirrel? I'm not dealing with <laughs> that. That'd be pretty funny. That'd be pretty funny. Uh, awesome. Uh, let's move into mail fight. The first email is from Max and Mox. I did it, boys. You said it right. Hey, guys. Max and Mox here. So I haven't wrote it in a few weeks because I've been painfully grinding out ranked, but I have updates. I'm now 50,000 mastery points from being a top 50 thresh in the world, mastery points-wise, of course. Also, I hit Grandmaster on a main with a 92% win rate on thresh. Also, I've hit Masters on my AD carry account. Jesus Christ, you're cracked. I get it. Um... Uh, also, as I write this email in post-game lobby, I've just completed my personal challenge of hitting diamond on the Australian and EUS servers with other alts. Little to say, uh, I am fried of league. 
to answer the roundtable question, I think I deserve to be uh, right around mid-elo grandmaster. I haven't lost a game since my since Diamond 3 on my main, including promos, so I have to be doing something right. Uh, plus, I got into multiple games with Tyler1 uh, on my climb, so there's a dream come true. Sorry for the long email. I was just excited to share my achievement with all the love in the world, uh, Max and Mox. That's, That's a really, cool really way fucking that, impressive. Because I, yeah. I should start phrasing it that way. Yeah. I, yeah, since Plat 1, I've only lost one game, and I'm D, D192. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a really cool way of phrasing shit. <laughs> huh. mm-hmm. That's wild. Wow. Um. Yeah, hey, congrats. Good luck. And uh, damn, I wish, I wish I could win games. Hell yeah. I wish congrats. I could win Next. games to that extent. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's very impressive. Yeah. Next email from Matt Howdy from the southern tip of Texas. Uh, guys, my name is Matt. I've been listening to the podcast for a couple weeks and decided to show my support. I appreciate getting league updates while I drive to work because I'm too lazy to read the patch notes. Wish me luck. I've been playing since season one, but this will be the season I finally take ranked seriously and try to climb. Hope all is well and to one day see you guys all on the rift. My question is, and hopefully no one has asked it yet, how many seasons did each of you guys play before taking ranked seriously, or did you take it seriously in your first season playing, Matt? Seriously, uh, it took word. me. <laughs> yeah, it, I I would yep. say I didn't. I never not took it. Didn't take it seriously, but I I don't think I had the like game knowledge and compa- capacity to play the game at a high enough level to to tank to to be able to play ranked like successfully mm-hmm. uh until probably season three and i think then i finished maybe plat i can't remember yeah like, uh, like I, I was bronze season one silver that. two gold three plat four diamond five um like those are my first five seasons mm-hmm. like i would say like season one i was still playing the. it's not like i was like not trying i just was had at the game also bronze season one is top 25 percent, so it's like actually plat so. holy shit but, um like a lot of people don't know that which is weird because like if you're below bronze you were on you were like unranked or whatever mm. and that was just the bottom 75 percent of the player base uh which is crazy but uh anyways i guess i i don't know when the f- like switch flipped though you know what i mean like i feel like i always have tried yeah. video games i just don't know if like i tried that hard i guess yeah, I, I think all of us, like, never were playing ranked ultra casually, but also none of us, I don't think, really have ever played ranked, like, ultra seriously. Um, for me, I think, like, it's it's definitely just been, like, on a spectrum, because, like, today I don't really play ranked very seriously. Um, that being said, like, I'm trying to win, and I'm, like playing the game but right it's like am i reviewing vods even though i know it's like a much better way for me to get better at the game no am i picking the right shit most games no am i like stopping myself when i'm tilted or not playing after two losses right like all of those things i would like put in the playing really serious bucket um and i I don't do those Mm -hmm. i would say i i definitely played the game more seriously i think like seasons two and three um and kind of like since hitting diamond like getting to my peak rank and then kind of just sitting in low diamond since 
right? Like I, I, I typically will play up to diamond and then just kind of casually play ranked in diamond, not trying to climb or go anywhere. It's just like, I'm just playing ranked because I am playing league and that's the mode I play. Yeah. yeah. I do have a better version of my answer, by the way. It might take a second, but it's kind of interesting. Sure. Um, so I went to OP.GG and I looked at every season. And I think the season that I started playing seriously, and I know this sounds like a little stupid, is season eight. And I know in season seven, I hit D2. So like it sounds like maybe I started playing seriously then. Mm-hmm. But if you guys notice, like this year, for example, I have four characters played. Right. Last season, I had 12 characters played, like over 100 games. So I over two over 250 games. I had 12 yeah. characters played. Like I, I'm someone who like keeps my champion pool small because I think that's like how you play the game properly. Right. In season seven, when I hit D2, 50 points, I had 55 characters played. Wow. I have yeah. 25 characters with one game played. Like, just Damn. fucking picking random shit, right? And then season 8, I immediately lower that to 32 characters. In season 9, I lower it to 26. In season uh, 10, I lower it down to 14. In season 11, I lower it down to 12. And this season, I have it at 5. Um, so, like, hmm. as much as I was D2 before I, quote-unquote, took the game seriously, I do think that in season 7, when I'm picking fucking 20 random games of random characters, I'm probably not taking it seriously. Yeah, I mean, realistically, you you pick uh, a character, like you first time a character and then drop it instantly, you're more than likely going to lose the game. So for 25 of those games, yeah, you just kind of like coin flipped, like a weighted coin flip for those games. Yeah, I guess I would say season eight then, which is kind of funny because it was G2 before then. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on your, your definition of like seriously. Um, I, I mean, I... Anytime I played a ranked game, I tried, but like in yeah. season one, I had no context for like, oh, you should actually like stick to a character and play your best character. And uh, I, I don't know. These were like different from from normal games, but not by a, a terribly large amount. Um, I, I don't know. It was uh, it was it was different times back in like season one, season mm-hmm. two. Oh, for sure. So awesome. Poggers. Uh, the next email is from made you smile. This is, uh, I, I must preface this by saying this is one of my favorite emails that we've it's ever so received. Good. There I was 15 minutes into the game, looking at my abysmal 061 support stat line and our team's 10 K gold deficit. The enemy Yone, enemy Yone is eight. No, exactly double CS of my mid laner who just flashed into the enemy tower, uh, for no reason at all, except to maybe find an escape from the dark void of his mind. The FF box has four menacing green bars taunting me, but I say no, not today. I've muted the team at this point, but I deeply, I think deeply and hope they hear the words seared on my consciousness. Once more into the fray, into the last good fight I'll ever know. Live and die on this day. Live and die on this day. Three failed surrender votes later, it all, it appeared in all its glory, a gift from the heavens. Yone, a man of character and not uh, one for cheap victories, graciously gifts 1,000 gold to our set. The only one of us that has a completed item or ripples in, on his brains, uh, our Messiah in the mire. Uh, whether it was skill, luck, resolve, or simply the goodness in Yone's heart, we were carried to victory and a win to start out my diamond promos. Oh, and I should mention that uh, it was not just any Yone. The hero of this uh, was the magnanimous Colton Blue Basket Sweat. In all seriousness, it was a true honor to meet you on the Rift Colton. I respect the hell out of y'all and hope that uh, you know how much of a positive difference you're making through this podcast. Made you smile. 
God, it's so funny. Nick, we, Nick and I both saw the email, man. immediately looked at it. We see yeah. that he's in your game, he's mm-hmm. the support on the other team. <laughs> and going yeah. through the fucking were... timeline, we see that you were like, get a ton of kills, and then you immediately you into sent. Giga smurfing that game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was destroying them, and then I went top. I, I was splitting against like a four and five set uh, who I had, I think, two and a half thousand gold on and like a level or two. Mm-hmm. I was like hitting my knockups, hit him with the R, dodged his W, still lost 1v1. <laughs> because brr, set has. But wait, his character came out before yours. I know, it's so confusing. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it, I, I think honestly losing that 1v1 tilted me a bit. Yeah. But like, we were just losing every fucking fight, and I couldn't split against him. Because I lost one of the ones, even though I had like an item and a half mm-hmm. on him. Even after I got like a armor pen item, and I like I had grievous wounds, I had armor pen, I had my fucking uh, uh, life steal shield bow. Shield bow yeah, mm-hmm. like just I it wasn't even close when I was fighting him, and he would just roll through the whole team because even though he built like four full AD items, he's still a giga tank, mm-hmm. um, and I was a glass cannon who could not carry. That's really uh But it was, it was hilarious cuz he he in like the post game he like he was like is that like blue basket are you this person and he's like are you Nathan and I'm like not it, it was like Nathan sweat I'm like uh. not Nathan and he was like oh but I was like but I am on the podcast like my name's Colton and he's like ah shit yeah that's the that's one That's so funny. And then we we chatted for a little bit about like his life and how he's been listening and like has you know all that stuff and I got him in the Discord. It was just hilarious. And then he flamed the fuck out of you. <laughs> God, the email is so funny to see, though. No, he didn't flame me. Kidding. He yeah, portrays was, was... me as a hero. <laughs> he did, he you did are portray the hero. him as a hero. Colton's yeah, the man. anime protagonist. Uh, yeah, I I decide who wins this game, and it's certainly not me. He's the judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> I'll seal my own fate. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, good playing with you. Made you smile. Uh, good luck. I hope that you won your series. I'll have to check that. It would be a shame if you uh, if he yeah uh, if I gifted him that that fucking yeah first and then he win, wasted he it, it away. Mm-hmm. That'd be tragic. Quite tragic. Um, yeah. Uh, so next email is from Caleb. He says, "Hey, it's Caleb, aka White Boy Milkman again. Mm-hmm. Wanted to email in about TFT today, as the most recent episodes you guys mentioned that you like this set." I can't figure out what it is that I don't like about set 5 compared to set 4, whether it's the augments making changing strategies difficult or how they adjust the items, but I'm finding myself quitting after one game of TFT every time I sit down to play some. Could one of you explain what you are enjoying about these changes or articulate how they are supposed to work? Caleb. Well, I don't well, play played the most, so you and guys I, can... <laughs> I only play Hyper Roll, so... Like, I, I actually might have played more yeah. games than you, Colton, but I played only Hyper Roll, so... Mm-hmm. I played, like, 400 Hyper Roll games this season, by the way. Jesus. <laughs> like, already, or...? Yeah, I mean, they're, like, 20-minute games, though. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of time. And you can pl- I just, like, play them all watching, like, whatever. Like, it's the oh, main I see. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, yeah. it's super sick. Yeah. Yeah, I play, mo- like, mostly now that I'm not trying to, like, grind Masters anymore. I'll just, like run normals while i'm watching something or, or doing other stuff a fun casual but, game um i think so augments are nice because they they enable a lot of strats that just aren't possible otherwise like in any prior set 
Like, if you wanted to go for, like, eight or nine of a trait, it's very unlikely because you need to lock out and, like, get the spatulas and the right components. Whereas there will be games where, you know, in this set where it's like, cool, I got to go eight Arcanists, but I'm only running four real Arcanists Mm. uh, because I got, like, a soul and a crown (laughs) and I built a second crown. Um, I think there's a lot of flexibility that you can play around with in this set which makes a lot of the like transition at like seven or eight a little better um i I don't think it's like far and away the best set ever but some of the other issues that i've not loved about other sets i I think it's fixed I, i think like you know it's always important to have a a decent mix of like you should be able to have like attack damage builds ap builds like heavy tank builds and like heavy utility builds which all of those are are pretty viable and kind of have been in and out Mm -hmm. um right like there's there's some really fun units in this set as well that i think make it interesting um I, i don't know like i can't i'm trying to think season four or season four set four i mostly played like redeemed kale yeah um which was okay um yeah i i don't know what like makes me like set five more than set four but um i mean the only thing i have to add to it is that um so i only play hyper roll first of all but um, I do think the augments overall have made the game a lot more interesting. Uh, the main reason I think I've played so much is I, I always like running the like gimmicky, like mercenary. What were the other ones? Pirates. Um, you know, the ones that like. Yeah, there's mercenaries, space pirates, fortune. Yeah, like I always the... like running those because I like the, the highs are way higher than the lows, I think, for running those. Um, and I think this is the most consistent version of that we've seen. Maybe it's in space pirates. Space pirates is just OP, though. Um and i i'm just happy to run that like every game just blindly like a child fucking playing the slot machine hoping for a big win um that being said i know they're keeping augments for the next uh 0.5 set and they're just adding a shitload more they're adding 80 new augments uh which i think Holy is going to make it shit. even more interesting because it will even pull people more away from the every game that i get x augment i do this right uh because you're going to see x augment way less now right so it's going to be way more like on the fly decision making uh rather than having predetermined strategies so i think it's going to become an even more fun uh, next week when the new uh augments come out so yeah and and to jump back to something i again briefly mentioned with the augments just enabling strategies that didn't exist in any other set Mm -hmm. i think the biggest example of that is the built different augment Mm -hmm. Uh, which if you guys aren't familiar it's if if a unit doesn't have any synergies active it just gets a bunch of attack speed and health yeah right so like oh interesting and it's a stupidly good augment like if you get built diff and you know how to play it you're probably gonna top two or top three because you just get to win streak until like level eight because of the stats are so good but it's like you also have to then know how to build a team comp with no synergies but that still is effective and then eventually like transition to a team with a couple synergies mm-hmm. but not too many <laughs> yeah there's a new one coming out next patch uh, or next uh, set colton like um that i think is really interesting it's going to be similar is uh there's one that it takes your entire like every unit on your board it upgrades them to a random unit of a one higher cost Ooh, that sounds really fun so Ooh. like it's one of those things where it's like 
fuck that's really powerful especially if like you get it like later uh-huh. in the game but it completely fucks whatever comp you're running mm-hmm. um so you have to be able to transition like whatever the strong yeah. units of whatever is transformed and that that's like that's super interesting and i feel like that can only lead to interesting gameplay so uh-huh. yeah I, I would also be interested if they did something where it was like you got a bonus if your unit or your team had no like dead synergies yeah i think that could be super cool yeah that'd be really um, cool. where it's like you get like a small bonus if your unit has perfect synergies and like a bigger one if your team does yeah we're like you're making a weird decision where it's like well i guess i'll just put in a second lux because then i still have perfect team synergies instead of putting in something else like that that could be interesting but yeah i don't know hopefully that answers a little bit uh excited to see you know 5.5 maybe if you give that a a try caleb you'll find your way back in but if you don't enjoy it don't play it we'll talk about it next week though when it actually we actually like uh when it comes out though colt and i will like dive into it a little bit maybe so be fun pog cool um yeah uh next email is from michael (laughs) right yeah michael Hello, I'm sure you're probably, uh, you've probably answered this before, but I'm a fairly new listener. I've been stuck in Silver Elo for the last few seasons, and I'm wondering if you have any advice for getting out. It seems impossible because when I win, I only gain 13 LP, and if it's a loss, it's minus 18 or 19. My win rate is about 53%. Uh, I've been trying to improve my gameplay, but it seems in this Elo, I frequently get a teammate that AFKs or feeds their lane really bad. Then that lane just takes over the game. Any advice would be super helpful. Also, my highest win rate is with support and seems to be my best role. Thank you, Michael. Um, I, I mean, this is always going to be a difficult question to answer just because it's like you specific. Uh, but also the rank system is like kind of difficult to understand. Yeah. Um, in, in reality, you just got to keep winning, and it's going to take a, a, a probably a really long time to fix the the issue. Um. But eventually you keep winning. Maybe you like just win a bunch and then the season will reset uh, and you'll get to start over uh, brand new and in a better position. Um, but I mean, if you maintain your 53% win rate and even if it's, even if you've played, I don't know, a hundred games already, uh, if you get to a thousand games, like your, your MMR is going to fix itself. And it's really frustrating to be told that I'm sure. Um, but you just got to play more games until eventually the um like the system sort of the rank god set you straight yeah yeah fixes it for you yeah sorry about that but uh take care good luck in your games man yeah yeah uh next email i think second to last from dodge my garen says what up boys i wanted to share with you some struggles i've been having while playing top lane over the years Playing for about five years now, my favorite champion has always been Renekton. Most games, my goal is to take Press the Attack and Ignite and play super aggressive, hoping to kill the enemy top laner over and over again. I've mastered the combos and I'm good at managing his passive fury, but recently I've run into the same problem. It seems like once I get a slight lead over my opponent, such as a single solo kill, they can just adopt a really passive and non-interactive playstyle. Even worse, they do this while instantly rushing plated steel caps and bramble vest uh, a lot of the matchups that i'm use it, used to playing like set mordekaiser sign or atrox can simply do this and just immediately nullify my chances of snowballing the game 
Then they just call their jungler, and I'm uh, put in a situation where I'm not strong enough to 1v2. Oftentimes, the rest of my team also loses lane, and then of course, we end up losing the game. I know what you may be thinking, that maybe I should look to roam, but I find this hard on Renekton because I feel like I need to have flash available in order to roam into the jungle or mid. Most times it ends up unsuccessful, for example, trading flash for flash with the enemy mid laner while the top laner shoves three waves into my turret and takes two plates. Another thing you may be thinking is that I should just freeze the wave. I try to do this sometimes also, but end up pushing the wave all together by attacking the minions to gain passive fury and looking to trade. Or with one trade with my Q, we'll just always push the wave. The enemy also usually has enough armor to tank an unfavorable trade and break my freeze because of all the items that I listed before. I think I'm just too impatient and want to push my advantage at all times because of the situation, coupled with the fact that Renekton feels like he is the worst he's been in a long time. I want to hear your advice on how I could change my playstyle. Uh, the champion just doesn't feel the same since the beginning of Season 11 when Gore Drinker was single-handedly the most disgustingly broken item upon release. Sorry for the long email, and thanks for listening. P.S. Is it just me, or does Zeri look like a character from Subway Surfers? I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is either. That's really uh, funny. Dodge my gear. I'm guessing it's like a mobile game or something. Maybe. A Subway-sponsored mobile game? <laughs> I don't think it's actually... I don't think so. I think it means like Subway is like, like the tram. I oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I see. yeah. <laughs> um, it is a mobile game, though. You guys are right. Interesting. Is it like is it a racing game where you're like surfing on the fucking train tracks? It, well, she definitely is skateboarding or something on like train tracks. Um, gotcha. and they kind of look okay. like uh, like little like hood rat characters with like they, they're like uh, like uh, graffiti and they're like they're they're cool. They're kind of cool. They all, all have cool hoodies. There you could gotcha. fit into okay. it. Yeah. Oh, it's it's like hmm. a fucking uh, Temple Run. It's Temple Run, but like yeah, the subway yeah. version. <laughs> okay. Uh, so back to the question at hand. So like Renekton pushing advantages in the top lane, is it different in this season as opposed to others? Um, I, I think part of it is always going to be just like, right? You know, player skill is a huge factor. Obviously, there are plenty of people making Renekton work, and there are plenty of people not making Renekton work. Um, I, I think. Right, like the Steel Caps and Bramble response to an AD top laner is something that's kind of always been an option. Mm -hmm. I think it's more common now because, right, like Bramble is less expensive. I think Steel Caps is, you know, better than Ninja Tabby used to be. And it's, it, right, like it scales better. And then, like, uh, it's tough because it's like, yes, if you play a super aggressive build, then their appropriate strategic response is to nullify that mm -hmm. by building defensive yeah. and like canceling out your strength. And so then, right, like it's it's back on you to find a way to pressure them. So if that's, you know, pushing the wave under tower and instead of like killing them with a dive, just like get a plate or maybe zone them off three or four minions or maybe go into their jungle and steal their gromp or like you know th there are other options available you don't necessarily need to like roam i, I think that renekton's a shit roamer and yeah. should be in his own lane the entire game um i but like you you can't afford to make those mistakes and like not push your advantage constantly so i say it's all the time and this is what i would say if i did like an op.gg review for you but this is so important especially if you're playing a character like this because i'm assuming you're probably not 
challenger diamond master sort of like elo range just assuming um renekton is a fucking lane bully and therefore should be hitting perfect cs every game yeah because you have so much lane pressure look at any of the renekton one tracks like uh, i'm not a huge solo renekton only fan i don't think he's like that kind of thing he makes a lot of gimmick shit but uh renekton top only for example look at his match history on his account his his current account that he plays on is twitch uh twtv the real rto um and he's he's d2 with a 55 percent win rate 60 percent win renekton by the way and he, he, here here is cs per minutes on the last couple of renekton games 9.5 9.6 10.3 9.9 wow and it's like that's very impressive you're, you're playing such a lane dominant character that you can get 10 cs a minute on this character if you're csing properly and managing ways properly and mm-hmm. if you have 10 cs a minute yeah. your opponent sure fucking doesn't and they're probably you're gonna have so much more gold than them it's it's actually insane like that that's that should be your fucking like yeah. angle is win lane yeah kill them once or twice but then just gap the fuck out of them with cs yeah, I think um something I would re- definitely look up like a wave management, how to like freeze a wave, push a wave, crash a wave, um things like that. Uh, and that could be like any character, just not Renekton specific. Um, but this was uh something that I actually watched a video recently on. I forget who it was by. It, it definitely wasn't like a big name uh, creator. Um, but Renekton in uh I think LCK had a one hundred percent ban rate uh yeah. for a while uh recently, um. And it's not because he went gore drinker. I, I think uh, it was um, the like the build was prowlers, and you just yeah, turn into like this. Prowlers. Yeah, you just turn into like this lethality one hit, like guaranteed stun and enough damage to to kill one person for my team to follow up, like on or to yeah, like perfectly to set up. That. Yeah, or like perfectly set up like for your jungler. Like, okay, I'm getting this person down to like thirty percent health minimum it's an easy last hit for you uh and you just play it that way um but yeah i mean the uh-huh. character the character's strong uh, even if his solo queue numbers don't like represent that i think you just have to like get better at the basics and uh kind of go from there yeah to, to jump back to aiden's point like you need to be hitting really good cs and i think the other thing is like you need to be denying cs and so i think that that's one of the issues with a lot of people who do play Renekton is that it's like you're winning trades and you're zoning, but when it comes down to it, it's like both top laners are going to have five CS a minute, mm. but it's like, you need to be at nine plus and they need to be at like seven or six. Yeah. Right. Like if, if you're all winning that much, especially if you go like press the attack, uh, ignite with no TP. And like, if you go a more like aggro build with any kind of lethality, like if you're not up 50 cs you're losing if you don't have three tower plates you're losing you cannot go even on renekton yeah i I do Um, want to just like give him some sympathy like renekton is really weak right now statistically he is the second lowest win rate top laner in the game that being said there are plenty of d1 plus renekton mains it's not like the character is going to hold you back you just need to figure out how to make it work for you so i I think the character has actually evolved from something that was like pretty point and click easy like a, a simple um to something that actually has like a, a pretty decent amount of complexity for like okay do i need to save um you know fury for my uh shield break do i need to save it for yeah. uh th- like the bonus stun oh do i need to shave or save it for the for the armor shred um or the empowered healing and i i think it it is a lot easier in past um years 
seasons uh, when the strategy was literally just like mash Q when it's up and you'll, and you'll win every trade. Um, so yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think the statistically the character's not there, but if so many high ELO Renekton mains are making it work, you know, I think, I think there's something to be said about that. Awesome. Sweet. Good luck. Next and last email is from Dippy. No spoilers here. Oh, this is uh, about Arcane, by the way. Yep. No spoilers here. Just a couple thoughts I wanted to share now that you've talked about Arcane. My partner has super bad PTSD issues from her own childhood and said that the artistic representation of Jinx's PTSD was the closest she, she has seen anywhere to portraying her own experiences uh, having PTSD episodes. To be clear, she was referring to the graffiti-like flashes and some of the voices in her head stuff, not the shooting uh, wildly. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you uh, <laughs> glad you clarified on that one. Uh, and number two, there's no way uh, Savika doesn't become a champion, right? Like, I'm pretty sure I saw a full four-plus abilities... Uh, I'm sorry, four abilities plus passive displayed in the show. Do you agree that uh, you also saw a ready, uh, full ready-to-ship champion in Savika Dippy? I think the main thing I saw was a character that's cool as fucking that I want to play. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's like the main thing. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, one of the focal yeah. points of the show, you know, was Savika and the show is incredibly popular. So it, it kind of like, I don't know, you follow, connect the dots a little bit. And if something was popular in the popular thing, it probably gets added to the other popular thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would not be surprised mm-hmm. to see Savika join the league um again i think she's got a pretty like distinct identity with uh okay she's like chemtech shimmered up one robot arm like there's a lot you can do with that as opposed to just like a a fully shimmered out Mm mook um right like which is mundo a little bit where but it's like we already have that whereas this is much more of like a calculated person personality with a little bit of help from mm-hmm. Shimmer and Chemtech. Uh, would not be surprised to see her in League. If not in League, like, again, they, they've got other properties, and especially with Riot Forge, like, we, we've not seen the last of Savika in Riot properties. Yeah, yeah for sure. By any means. Cool. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Thanks, Dippy. Uh, and thank you all for listening. If you want to send us an email, it is mail at leecastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch at BlueBasket at KingLarda at LeeCastFrost. Uh, tweet at us at LeeCast on Facebook. We are LeeCast. Visit our website, leecastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg forward slash leaguecast. And finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash leaguecast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.